Hi guys, uh, welcome back to Gray Area. Today we have the wonderful Aki joining us to talk about all things music and more. Um, Aki, thanks so much for having us. It's a pleasure having you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Yay. Um, well, we'd love to start things out kind of just talking about, you know, a little bit about your background, your upbringing and how that played a role in your passion for music. Um, you know, like who introduced you to, you know, your favorite genre and like, was there anyone in particular, whether it was a family or a friend that kind of like inspired you to want to pursue music? Yeah, so um, my background definitely has a lot to do with my interest in music and the kind of music I play. Um, I grew up in, I was born in Malaysia and then I grew up in Australia and Singapore um, and my parents are Indian. So I have like a lot of cultural influences from areas that are where music is just like really ingrained in the culture. So, you know, like a lot of amazing electronic music artists come out of Australia and it's like a very creative environment. So I was always taking classes from a really young age. Um, I did a lot of Indian traditional dance and music as well. And then on top of that, I was very into like Latin and Caribbean music. Um, and then when I moved out to New York for college, I actually joined like a Latin dance team um, where we had like a diversity of genres. We would do performances and I would do a lot of like the sound editing, music editing, um, you know, finding like a lot of the music that we should be choreographing to. Um, and uh, then I, you know, I, I started getting a bit more interested in like UK house um, and, you know, house music in general, um, especially I think it was around like 2013, 2014, when like a lot of deep house was really coming into the scene. And that kind of really formed the niche for me, that intersection of, you know, deep house with like foreign influences. And here we are today. And like, that's why a lot of my sets are kind of like that culmination of um, a diverse range of music. Like I like things that have a little twist to it, like, you know, a little cultural influence in them. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so exciting. I think like, you know, I think everyone's backgrounds and just like culture in general, you know, plays a big, big role in like the music you end up loving as an adult. Um, so we just wanted to hear a little bit about that. Um, and then you said, so you lived in Australia before you moved to New York? Yeah, I lived in Australia and Singapore, um, oh. both which were like, you know, huge influences, especially because yeah. Singapore is such an international environment. Yeah, so you definitely. make friends with people from all around the world and like they share their culture and influences. So yeah, that's why. That's amazing. That's such like a big change yeah. going from there to Australia and then coming to here. How would yeah. you kind of describe like, you know, like the musical aspect of like all those countries like separately? Um, how would you, you know, how would you describe that? Yeah, um, what's interesting is what I've always loved about Australia is like so much of um, a fresh take on music comes out of there. A lot of the artists I know are just not afraid to like push the boundaries. Um, and really just do it for the passion versus anything else. So I try, every time I'm building my sets, like I really try to look at what's fresh coming out of Australia. Um, and what's really interesting is my most recent release actually was um, on Club Sweat, which is a major Australian label. Um, and it was really cool to kind of like do that full circle. Like I left Australia and I was young and now I'm in New York and now I'm releasing music on Club Sweat um, and connecting with artists like back in Australia. So um full like circle moment <laughs> exactly exactly and like what's I, I feel like what's really interesting is that a lot of what's coming out of Australia right now is like driving like a lot of what's like happening um in other parts of the world in house music 
So, you know, there's just always like fresh finds and like fresh artists coming out of there. Um, Singapore um, was really interesting growing up there in my, during my teenage years, there was a huge burst in the club scene there with a lot of house music. Um, there was a ministry of sound actually in Singapore, which um, was great because there's ministry of sounds, you know, all around the world. And that attracted a lot of like European DJs, a lot of American DJs to yeah. perform in Singapore. So that exposed me to a lot of house music from a young age as well. Um, so I feel like, you know, both those places are kind of, you know, really trying to keep up with the world and, you know, trying to progress quickly. I love that. Yeah. Do you, do you have you gone back to either recently? Um, because of the pandemic, I actually haven't been able to, yeah. but otherwise like going to Singapore and Australia over the summer or like during Christmas was like always pretty, pretty frequent for me before, but yeah, that the pandemic has like <laughs> been like preventing a lot and just airfare is going higher. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, hopefully you can make it back soon. Um, cause yeah, we're like after all of this, like, you know, it's going to kind of boom again, like kind of like how it is here, but yeah, hopefully yeah. we get to go back soon. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be great. Maybe connect with some artists out there. I'm also really keen to go to New Zealand. I have some really good friends out there in like film and, and music. So, and that's like another amazing scene that's like, you know, really not afraid to be on the cutting edge. So yeah, I've heard actually a lot about New Zealand and just like Australia in general. Cause like one of my best friends, like he has family over there. And like when he went to visit, he was like the scene over there is so different than here. <laughs> Definitely something I want to check out too. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's just people that are just so not afraid to like try things, you know, and like the art is just so heavily, art, the art industry in general is just so heavily supported. Yeah, I love that. Um, so before, you know, like you just mentioned, like you got into electronic music a little bit later on in life. Um, so before yeah. discovering your love for house music, um, did you ever aspire to pursue a career in like another art form or like another music genre? Or like, was there any other type of career that you had in mind before deciding to pursue music full time? Yeah, it's really interesting. So I think my um, musical journey kind of started off more as like a vocalist. Like I would do a lot of lyric writing. I would produce some like garage band and produce these like these like indie pop songs. Um, so I I kind of thought I was gonna go more in like that indie pop direction um, before and like kind of be more of like a vocalist and like a lyricist. And then I st then I started really getting into more DJing. And I realized like my favorite genres to play out were more like house music. But a lot of that was also driven by the vocals in house music and like how much I love that integration of, you know, really meaningful vocals and passion with like soulful house music and like soulful beats. Mm -hmm. So um, it was less about the genre and more about like, you know, which path I was gonna take um, in relation to the music industry. And then with production, what was great is that I was able to kind of, you know, bring both those talents together. like take vocals. I try really hard to use my own vocals where possible in my tracks and like uh, be super original and like kind of use it as my diary. Like I'm, I'm always taken back to that 14 year old girl that, girl that would hide in her bathroom and like write <laughs> lyrics. Um, <laughs> and like, I'm constantly just like writing lyrics over and over again. And I just have like so much that I need to use and like put in music. So that's kind of how everything came together for me. <laughs> yeah, that's super exciting because it's it's kind of like it's it there's very rare few artists out there that kind of have all three, you know, the DJing, the producing and like their mm -hmm. own vocals. So that's something, you know, that's definitely an advantage that you have. And um, yeah, we'd love to hear it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm super excited to keep producing and releasing the music for sure. Exciting. And this is kind of more like a personal question, but 
if you had to pick between DJing or producing, like which one would you choose? Like which one do you feel a little bit more passionate about? Oh, is this kind of like, you know, if you, if you chose one, you could like never do the other. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, oh man. Oh man. That's such a hard one because, um, Oh, I, I love production and I love like creating music, but if I can't connect with people and if like, I don't have that opportunity to really kind of move people on the dance floor, then I, I would be at a loss. <laughs> so I would, I have to say like the DJing, like at least with the DJing, I can like, you know, kind of do live mixes on the fly and still yeah, be creative. So I feel like it's the best of both worlds. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Like, I'm cheating. There, but, yeah, yeah. At least with DJing, you know, you can record the sets and you can still put them like on SoundCloud yeah. or something. So it still counts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but it's just like one of the best things in the industry is being able to connect with people, whether it's like friends, new followers, like artists, obviously some of the, my best friends that I know right now are through the music industry and fellow artists. I've collaborated with so um that's so important as a DJ to continue doing that definitely yeah love love that answer <laughs> and so my other question for you is um can you tell it like was there a specific moment in time that you can remember where you were kind of like okay this is what I want to pursue full-time like you know when you look back on your life and like you know all your decisions like was there a specific moment where that's when you were like okay no I need to do this like this is what I want to do it's it's so funny you say that because there actually really was um well it was kind of like accumulation of moments and then there was like that one big moment um where I uh, it started with like like playlists at home where I would like love like hosting people and I would like get super od about ensuring that it was a right playlist and mood and there's something that I started to notice over time was that as I continuously always had like multiple groups of friends in the same room, the one thing that always brought people together was music, right? Like music is like the one thing that can get people comfortable, get people connecting, get people kind of like enjoying the same air. And I started downloading like renegade, like DJ programs and like trying to like, like program them with iTunes and like, you know, making sure there was no blip in the music and doing these like, like YouTube to YouTube, like live mixes. It was, it was also dumb. And then finally, um, I remember one time I was with a friend downtown and we walked past Webster Hall and I just kind of looked at there and I was like, oh man, you know, I really wish I could DJ. I really wish I could just DJ in a club sometime. And he turned and looked at me and was like, why don't you? <laughs> and I was like, oh, it was just an aha moment where I was just like mulling over in my head and all he had to say was, why don't you? And I was like, oh, you're right. Like, why don't I? Like, why not me? Um, and then I, I had a friend who had a friend of a friend was actually one of the co-founders of Scratch DJ Academy and they were having like an open house. Ooh. So I immediately enrolled in a class there. Um, I would do crazy things like skip out of work like early just to like go practice in the studio. Like I was just like so gone ho about like doing this. And then, then I just, yeah, then I finished those courses and I started playing out and then one thing just led to another. <laughs> yeah I love that yeah I think I've, I'm a big believer in like it's all about those little moments where you have those thoughts and there's always like that one specific moment where you're like 
why don't I do this? Or like, I could do this, like, you know, what's stopping me? So I love like hearing that. And I'm so excited that you, you know, Webster Hall, that did it for you. (laughs) (laughs) I know, and I didn't know, like, ironically, I ended up playing there like a few years later. Um, Another full circle moment. (laughs) It really was a full circle moment where I was like, you know, a few years ago, I was walking past you being like, wouldn't that be nice? And then it it just happened, so. I love that. Um, So you said that you moved to New York for college, right? Okay. Um, so I guess like, you know, New York City is kind of like an inspiring city all on its own, no matter what profession you're in. Um, would yeah. you say that ever since you moved to New York and, you know, ever since you decided to kind of like pursue a career in music, would you say that your creative process or just like, you know, your kind of like yourself as an artist, like your ideas have changed like over time since living here? Yeah, I think um, one of the biggest things about New York is that it was so much more of a liberal society and liberal culture, um, like versus, even though I did grow up in Australia, I, I did have that time in Singapore, which is, you know, definitely a bit more of a conservative culture. Mm-hmm. And I think um, also because I went to Barnard, which is the Women's College of Columbia University, okay. um, which is a very empowering environment for women. And I think through a lot of those environments, um, a couple of things happened first I feel like it encouraged me to kind of go after what I wanted like mm-hmm. I didn't let the fact that I knew as a woman of color a lot of the odds would be against me and I have a lot of challenges yeah. but it kind of really pushed me to keep asking that like why not me question um, and then I think it just made me a lot more unafraid to you know voice myself and like get political on my platform okay. and like stand for something because I I really like I feel like I'm wasting my platform and wasting my resources if I don't like speak up on, you know, yeah. pro-choice and whatnot and like political issues and like, you know, racial issues, especially as because they affect me. <laughs> so, Definitely. and I wanna, yeah. So I think kind of New York kind of had more of that influence on me um, and just, you know, empowered me to like use my creativity to, to have that voice. So, and then I think um, another big thing about New York is that it's just so easy to connect here with people and it's not it's not weird to like go to a party by yourself or to like connect with someone online and like meet up with them you know as long as they're not crazy um (laughs) and if they are we can call an uber and go home (laughs) right exactly like as long as you're safe like um I've met so many people by literally just going out by myself to a party with following an artist that I really like and just like meeting someone standing next to me or like meeting someone backstage or, or whatever and I think um, New York just gives you that access to like check out multiple events in one night and like, you know, connect with people, collab. One big thing about New York is that everyone wants to collaborate, I oh, feel. Yeah. Um, like every artist, big or small, is just ready to get into the studio, have a conversation, talk, like exchange ideas, whether or not it gets anywhere. So um, th- that was a really long answer, but I think those are the key ways I think it's really, yeah, creativity. Yeah, kind of since we're on the topic about how New York just kind of like inspired, you know, your voice and like wanting to speak your mind to the world. um, What did this have an influence in your Midnight Snack project um, that you've been kind of working on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that, um, and it's so funny, like um, Midnight Snack was definitely one of the first projects I started. And where where things were when I started and where things are now are, are so different. Um, I think like when I first started, there was definitely very limited conversation around women in the scene, yeah. um, you know, women trans artists in the scene. It, 
it wasn't really, it, it was just very overlooked. It was, you know, it was kind of assumed if you're a woman, things were going to be hot, but there was, there was no one really taking steps to actually mitigate that, rectify that, like have that conversation. Um, and I think like being in New York, like being at Barnard with that very female empowered environment really pushed me to try to kind of go beyond just my day-to-day -day ambitions as an artist and really try to make a change in the industry. So Midnight Snack um, was a project to really kind of connect with female trans non-binary artists um, all around the world, not even just in America, like feature them, spotlight them, um, you know, try to push people to actually play their tracks, like learn about them, book them. And since then, there's been so much conversation, like, you know, there's that documentary that came out, Underplayed, yeah. um, which really, really takes a close look at how underbooked women are. And then um, I have to give a shout out to another organization, 23 by 23, um, which I'm not sure you're familiar with, but that's the reason why I just had a track on Club Sweat. So 23 by 23 um, aims to increase the number of releases by female non um, female non binary trans artists by 23% for like every label. So they, they work with multiple labels. Yeah, they work with multiple labels and they have these competitions like remix competitions or like original compositions. Um, and it's only people um, like me who who could enter and you know just like it's it's only people like me who can get those releases. So um, that's just a really great way for labels to really kind of push themselves to be more diverse and then also have artists that follow those labels to be like playing tracks by female non-binary trans artists. So that. <laughs> that's amazing. And obviously, you know, that's such a big topic going going around, like especially now. Um, and yeah. I love hearing, you know, when artists are like pro anything like that. And I think what you're doing is amazing. So we just wanted to know a little bit more <laughs> about your project and, you know, like yeah. what you're looking forward to with that. And I'm sure, you know, things are only going to go well from here. So that's super exciting. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and then speaking of that, um, you recently did a remix for Jay Wara's song, You, um, which is a great song, by the way. I've been like listening to it ever since it's been released. Um, how would you describe your relationship with her and like how that whole process came to be? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I had met uh, Jay Wara, um, Jamie, a few times when she had played in New York. I really loved connecting with her. She's an amazing artist, amazing person. Um, but this opportunity, funnily enough, came up through 23 by 23, which is the organization I just spoke of, where they held this kind of okay. open remix contest where anyone who was a female non-binary trans producer could, could enter. So I just like submitted my remix. It was really funny because it was like four days before the deadline and like I hadn't even done it <laughs> or hadn't, I hadn't finished it. It was like 70% there and my husband was super encouraging actually. He was like, you got four days, you know, you can still do this. Yeah. I was like, you know what? You're right. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do it. I like got it in at the 11th hour. And um, then, you know, uh, like uh, her manager contacted my manager and was like, we love her remix. And originally they were only going to release one, like the, the number one contestant, but they loved the top three so much that they released all three on Club Sweat. Um, wow. So yeah, so, um, you know, that's kind of how all that came about. It wasn't even just Jay War, it was like Club Sweat, it was management, it was that entire team that have been, you know, super supportive and just like really that. working towards, yeah, working as a great like, team too. It was release. like a combination <laughs> of everybody just kind of like getting together and supporting each other. I love that. 
Exactly. And like Jay Wara put out like a Beatport Pride playlist. So it, the track came out on June 10th, which was, you know, like yeah, perfect time. Yeah. Exactly. So um, that was like a additional support. She just actually played the track at Splash House as well. Um, mm-hmm. So she's just been supporting the track really well, along with a number of other artists. So it's it's just really great to like get that support. Yeah. And then do you maybe plan on like collaborating with her in the near future, or, like any other specific artists that you'd want to maybe like collab with in the studio oh my god I would love that um yeah she would definitely be one of my top people to want to collaborate with um no plans right now but yeah I there's so many amazing artists out there like LP Giobi is another one that I would yeah. love to collaborate with definitely. um especially big, yeah really big in New York I feel like she's always always here and like you know definitely a good way to connect just being in the city <laughs> yeah exactly yeah she and she has like her femme house her femme house live streams and potties like you know that would be really great to collaborate with as well um I'm just really looking for a number of like amazing female artists to collaborate with right yeah. now um so my plan is just to keep working on my music and then start sending it around seeing if there's any interest in in collaboration but yeah no no set plans yet okay. but uh well I bet I bet <laughs> you'll have a ton of things to kind of announced to the world soon enough so (laughs) (laughs) thank you I appreciate that yeah and then speaking of kind of like you know New York-based connections and events and everything um you're playing Elro next month um which is exciting um what should fans and like anyone that's in a tent you know in the crowd kind of expect from your set at the King's Hall because you're opening correct I am. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny because I um, last time I played the Mirage, I was actually, you know, um, on the main stage opening for Alesso. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've I've often told people and don't worry, I love that stage, but King's Hall has been like on my bucket list for a really long time. Like I I love that room. It's so intimate and so cool. Like I watched Jamie Jones there a number of times, a number of my favorite artists. Um, What I really want is like an intimate club set, I think. Um, you know, something that is intimate, but kind of goes from like, um, you know, like a sunset type vibe and then goes kind of like a lot deeper. I want to preview like one or two new tracks as well. So that's, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Like that space is just so good for like an intimate vibe. That's what I'm for. Definitely. I honestly like against popular opinion, like I love the King's Hall over the Great Hall um, because it's more intimate and it's more of like that club vibe. And I don't know if exactly. you do this, I'm sure you do, but like if you're playing dirt, like while it's still daytime, there's like light that comes from the ceiling because there's yeah. like spaces. So it's it's like such a vibe with like the disco balls and then everything. So yeah, I'm super excited. I'll actually be there. So I'll definitely be there to oh, support. Amazing. Yeah. 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 You should be on stage with me. <laughs> okay, yeah, definitely. I'll be there. I never miss an L roll. Like that's one of my favorite parties. So I'll be there. <laughs> Yeah, I know that's great. And you you have a great point with the light as well. So it yeah. really will be that kind of like yeah, sunset vibe. Yeah. yeah, I went to, I forget what show it was, but it was like last summer and it was like a 5 p.m. set and you can like see the sun beaming like through the glass from the top. Mm-hmm. And it was just like mm-hmm. such a vibe in there. So yeah, um, yeah well, I'm yeah. excited for you. Um, yeah. And then aside from Elro, like what have been your most, you know, in the past, most memorable New York City events or like which ones are you looking forward to that maybe haven't been announced yet? 
Yeah. So um, I'm actually playing with Hotel Garuda at Elsewhere this Saturday, which I'm really excited about. I'm so excited. Yeah. It's a three hour set, which is, I'm, I'm really excited for that as well. Cause I haven't played an extended set in a while. Okay. It's always kind of like a quick hour then bye. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I have a lot of friends that are just like down to come out, especially it's July 4th weekend. Exactly. So, and that's the rooftop, which would be great unless it rains, we'll move inside. But, um, so there's that. And then, um, and then we have like Elro in a few weeks. Um, and then in terms of, you know, um, recent sets that I've really enjoyed, um, Alesso was such an amazing, incredible experience. I bet, I was with yeah. That was a great weekend, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so that was, um, yeah, that was insane. I've, I've never seen that place that packed, but also I've never seen like ravers so hardcore because it was oh, yeah. pouring rain. It was a thunderstorm um, and everyone was just in ponchos. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of a vibe sometimes though, especially after like you know the yeah. mirage was closed for so long so exactly like, exactly everybody was just ready to party outside <laughs> yeah I know and and people um people were just like so like ready to keep going um and then oh yeah and the, the other party I forgot to mention sorry coming up is uh Wicked Paradise Ooh. um so that will be at um that will be at House of Love um the okay. day before Elro yeah so um, that should be really exciting and uh, great as well because I've actually never played that venue. I've never been to that venue. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's very rare. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so exciting! Well, you have a jam-packed July coming up. <laughs> I know, I know, and I also have like a wedding in Portland one weekend, so it's gonna be okay, crazy. What's going on? So exciting! I'm so <laughs> yeah. happy for you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, okay. Awesome. So my last question for you is um, you, you know, clearly have a very particular house sound that's very unique from the rest, at least in my opinion. Um, if you had to describe your sound in one word, what would it be and why? <laughs> oh, that's such a tough one. Um, oh, one word. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Can I do like three words? Yeah, <laughs> just however you'd like to describe it. <laughs> yeah, um, I would say like groovy, but unpredictable. Okay, love that. <laughs> so it's like, that's kind of just really what I'm going for. Like, I want that. I want the soul of my music to be groovy, people to really move to it. But I love surprising people with like okay. unexpected elements, like twists and turns. You know, it's it's kind of like a rom-com meets like a psychological thriller, I guess. Like <laughs> but in music terms. But <laughs> in music terms. Yeah. Like. I love that. Well, um, yeah. So yeah. excited to catch your set, Elro. Um, I'll make sure not to miss it. Um, but okay, so with our interviews, we kind of do a little something to close it off in a fun way. We call it the speed round. So it's just kind of like super quick questions that you just kind of have to like answer on the spot. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. Okay. Manhattan or Brooklyn? Oh, Brooklyn. Okay. Good answer. Um, <laughs> or Prince Street Pizza? Oh, Joe's. Okay. Um, Brooklyn Mirage in the summer or Avant Gardner in the winter? Oh, you know what? I've Gardner winter okay. I, I summer is my favorite season but there's something about like a dark dance floor yeah. that like nothing beats <laughs> um underground warehouse or rooftop underground warehouse okay also good answer <laughs> um <laughs> intimate, intimate club or festival oh um intimate club okay um yeah. live stream or live performance live performance okay um, do you, this is kind of like, also maybe a personal question, but do you prefer the Australian accent or the, like the English accent? 
like UK <laughs> definitely the Australian okay okay I figured that was what your answer was gonna be um, no it's okay but the English accent is comical in some good ways so yeah and then this is kind of like a you know would you rather type question um would you rather lose your hearing or lose all your memories <laughs> That's a tough one. I would rather lose all my memories because if I lost all my hearing, then I could never listen to music again. Okay. (laughs) I agree that that would be my answer too. Um, Right. Yeah. You'd rather have universal respect or unlimited power? Ooh, I think universal respect. Okay. Just with respect. Exactly. (laughs) And then the last one is if you could only take one piece of equipment from your studio with you, what would you pick? Oh. Um, one piece of equipment. It would probably have to be my keyboard. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like I I can't compose oh, without yeah. my keyboard unless yeah. you're counting my laptop because then I won't be able to do anything. But <laughs> well, no, aside from laptop, <laughs> aside from my laptop, yeah, yeah, it would it would have to be my keyboard. Like without that, I cannot write anything. <laughs> Awesome. Well, again, thanks so much for having us. It's been a pleasure getting to know you and like talking a little bit more about your music and your background and everything. Um, And yeah, looking forward to catching your set next month. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to meeting you. Yeah, likewise. Thank you so much for having us. Of course. Thank you so much. We'll be in touch. (laughs) Bye. Bye.